Welcome to the Knowledge Base Ninjas Podcast, where Gowri Ram Kumar of Document 360 finds the best SaaS self-service knowledge bases in the world and then interviews their creators. Let's get started with today's episode. Good day, everyone. Our guest today is Patrick Martin, Senior Director of Technical Support at Kuvio. Welcome, Patrick, to the Knowledge Base Ninjas Podcast. How are you doing today? Doing good. Yourself? Yeah. Thank you so much for uh, taking your time and participating in this podcast. So, Patrick, please help me understand a little bit more about your role uh, or how did you get into documentation as part of your role? Uh, and then we've, we can just uh, uh, dig deep dive into other questions. Yeah, sure. Um, what I do at, at Caveo, I'm, I'm basically responsible for the um, the technical support team. So uh, my team uh, basically handles all of the uh, incoming requests, questions, issues coming from from our customers. So every time we get a new case that comes in, um, it's it's very important for us to uh, leverage other people's knowledge and documentation. So a lot of our practices are based on on uh, knowledge centric services, so KCS. Um, so it's it's really at the center of everything that we do, and we use our own technology, Coveo, to fuel to fuel that. Uh, since we have um, a, an experienced search engine, experienced uh, intelligent search engine. Super. That's really interesting to know, uh, Patrick. So, um, so what's the documentation process at Covio? Um, so, uh, I think before that, um, just can I ask you this question? So, how is a, a technical support role and the documentation role come together for you? Um, it's it's very closely entwined. Um, even though we 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 have different types of, of documents. I mean, the documentation team is really focused on uh, documenting feature functionality uh, and, and, and product-related uh, uh, documents. So if a new feature functionality comes out, a new product comes out, the documentation team will make sure that everything is well-documented so that our customers can know how to configure it and, and what the feature is all about. From a, a technical support perspective, we go one step further, which means the documentation that we create is more towards you're having this issue or you're having this situation, this error message, here's how to fix it. So they're very complementary, even though they're they're very different. And, and how the whole process is, is really handled in support is we really integrate it as part of our case management workflow. So as as our, our support agents are managing their cases, there are different fields in our CRM that they need to keep up to date, like you know, description of the problem, what the mm-hmm. root cause is, and what the solution is. So when they get to the closure of the case, these fields carry over to our knowledge management uh, platform, and they're auto-populated, so it makes it easy for the agent to create that knowledge article and publish it once the case is resolved and closed. Fantastic. So um, you might have answered my next question, but um, if possible, if you can elaborate a little bit more on your documentation process and uh, which teams do you normally involve apart from your team? 
Oh, that's a good question. I mean, um, there's so many different teams that are involved in this whole knowledge management uh, strategy and documentation. It's not just about support. Um, you know, definitely, you know, we are probably the biggest contributors because of the volume of cases that we get and the number of interactions that we have with our customers. But we also have our customer success team and our professional services team who are contributing to building documentation to basically help our customers self-serve because from a technical support perspective that, you know, that's, that's really what your end goal is when you're investing Mm -hmm. so much into documentation is to make sure that, you know, customers have access to this information and they can resolve issues on their own. And what your team is focusing on is resolving things that we've never seen. So that is really where, uh, Excuse me, where we put a lot of effort into our process and making it a, a, a collaboration across multiple teams. What we also do is we, we, on a regular basis, we look at the areas of the product that we have the most cases on and we do a root cause analysis. So we, we basically do a deep dive into these cases and we come up with recommendations that we share with our uh, our development team to improve the product, improve the customer experience. We also share some um, some recommendations with our uh, product documentation team so that we can uh, improve our product documentation to make it more detailed for customers and make sure that they have the necessary information that they need at the tip of their fingers. Fantastic. That That's really Good to know, um, Patrick, because as you rightly said, I would like to again echo what you said. Having a proper documentation is key to technical support or customer support, right? So that's that's really nice to hear. Uh, so how do you manage your documentation workflow? Um, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty much embedded within our, uh, our case management, um, at least the creation piece. But we also have a, a another workflow that is uh, for all of the um, quality reviews, uh, the publishing process, uh, and, and that is basically handled by a, a smaller group of knowledge domain experts within support. So what we try to do is we try to give publishing rights to um, to all the team. You know that that's what we want to do. We want to make sure that you know the 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 content is published, you know, just in time. So it's created, it's published. Uh, but before we give publishing rights to everybody, we need to make sure that uh, they have reached a certain amount of um, a certain quality level and that it's consistent. So as part of KCS, there's the notion of AQI, which is Article Quality Index. So our knowledge, our knowledge domain experts are going to review. A certain sample of documents that are created uh, and knowledge articles, they're going to rate them based on very set criteria. And once a support agent has maintained, um, you know, 95% AQI consistently, they are now being promoted to publisher, which means they can create and publish their article right away. And we continue sampling, uh, you know, articles here and there to make sure that the quality level is maintained, and so on and so forth. If we see that people are struggling, our our KDEs are going to you know do coaching sessions. So we have a KCS coaching process 
to make sure that you know the quality of the documentation in the articles is consistent across the team because we do have about you know between 25 and 30 people in the team creating content uh, so they're all different individuals they all have their own you know their own flavor and their own uh, their own approach but we want to make sure that everything is consistent so that the customer experience doesn't vary based on who created the document Fantastic. That's really great to hear. So, um, so working as part of a creative team, how do you think it can improve documentation? Or, or I, I will add one more flavor to this question, if you uh, allow me, please. So what are the different creative techniques you use to improve your documentation, uh, Patrick? Um, I don't know if it's if it's creative or if it's just the fact that we have, as a technical support team, we have so much insight into what's going on with our customers, whether it's it's how they're using the product, how they want to use the product, their comprehension of what the product should do. So all of that all of that information is basically a gold mine that we can use to improve, you know, whether it's documentation, uh, the product UI, the product functionality. So we we basically use that information uh, to our advantage and 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 feed it within the organization to make sure that you know um, you know product documentation is improved, our customer training is improved, our knowledge articles are improved. So I, I don't think that it's it's uh, necessarily taking the the creative approach, but it's more about using a data driven approach where if we see that we're getting you know, a spike of cases on a certain feature functionality because it's it's not well documented, it's not well understood, uh, then we can definitely, definitely feed that back into the organization and say we need to improve this area of the documentation because customers are clearly not understanding. Uh, and, and sometimes it's very simple things like, um, you know, we have in our documentation, sometimes we have uh, code samples. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were just not well identified. So customers just copy pasted the code sample thinking that it would work, but it wouldn't because it was missing information. And it's just that it wasn't clear in the documentation that this was a sample and that they shouldn't copy paste it. Uh, so <laughs> sometimes it's simple things like that. And, and you know, when you're creating the document, you're not thinking about it. But uh, when, the docu- when the customer starts using your documentation, uh, that's when you start seeing, you know, uh, you know how it's really being used and how it's really being understood. Absolutely, absolutely. Well said, uh, Patrick. So the real validation comes when the customer does from step one to ten and gets the required result. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Super. So in terms of important factors to consider, what would you uh, comment on that uh, when creating documentation? Oh, well, I think that's that's a very good question. And at least, you know, from a support perspective, it, it's trying to keep it simple, you know, not overdoing it and, and making sure it's embedded in, in your workflow. Uh, you know, if you're trying to recreate what you've already documented within your case, uh, chances are your adoption is going to be very low because, you know, you're, you're doubling the effort. Versus if it's simple, if it's integrated, if, if the work that's already being done carries over into mm-hmm. your document, then you're going to get a much higher adoption rate from your team to create documentation because um, it's easy and and you're not uh, you're not duplicating effort. And the other thing is is always thinking about the what's in it for them, right? So in, in support, sometimes the documentation aspect 
is is probably the, the least favorite task that people have to do. Uh, but if you're able to uh, get the buy-in from everybody and really position it to say, if you're documenting this, you're not just helping your customers, uh, you're also helping your peers because a lot of the documentation that we do is never published externally uh, because it has internal information. We're using internal troubleshooting tools. So it's also helping your peers in troubleshooting similar issues that come along, you know, for the next one. So it's more about not just thinking about, oh man, I need to do a document and it's a pain. It's more about thinking of the impacts downstream that will change your work and your peers' work and make it much easier uh, in the future, as well as eliminating the recurring, you know, tickets that uh, you don't want to deal with because you know they're they're not challenging enough. So there's a lot of advantages to doing that in a support environment because um, you're, you're really changing the game, and then you're, you're starting to flip that new versus known ratio where your known issues get deflected, they get answered through cell service, and your team is getting things they've never seen before, and it keeps them engaged because the work remains challenging. So you're not just resetting passwords or telling people to reboot their their routers all the time. You know that that's all taken taken uh, care by of by your cell service. Absolutely, absolutely. So I think uh, reduction in um, the repeated questions or repeated tickets from the customer is one of a good um, uh, metric or to measure against quality documentation, right? Yeah, I mean, definitely, case deflection is is a um, is a you know a, a KPI that um, you know most support organizations are gonna going to keep track of um but now things seem to be evolving more towards you know self-service success because documentation doesn't just stop at knowledge articles and things that you're publishing with the coming of you know communities now a lot of support organizations are starting to get involved in communities you know customers are starting to help themselves in communities so you're not the only one creating product documentation anymore your customers are actually contributing to building you know, um, documents, even though it's in, it, it could be in forum threads and things like that, but it still remains information that is uh, valuable and that becomes available for all your other customers to consume, even though you're not the one building it. So now it becomes kind of an ecosystem between, you know, the supplier, the partner and the customers that interact within this, this online community. And you can use that information to feed your documentation, to improve your documentation, or even just you know make it public so that other people can consume that. So you kind you're kind of in today's world you're kind of losing somewhat control, uh, mm-hmm. but it's also exciting to see that you know you're you're building this community and this ecosystem around your technology. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. Fantastic. So apart from the um, cases deflation or reduction in cases, are there, have you noticed any other kind of uh, reduction in your workload um, since introducing quality documentation? Um, not the workload per se. It's been pretty stable. Uh, what we've, what we're seeing though is, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, is the, 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 the flip 
into the type of, of issues that we're getting. Uh, we're starting to see, we, you know, we've, we started heavily investing in knowledge management about two years ago. And about six to nine months ago, we started to see uh, our, our new uh, versus known ratios start to, to, uh, to flip. So before we had maybe, you know, 70% of our, of our uh, case volume was known and, and 30 was new. We're now in the 40 range of new uh, and 60 known. So we're start, we're really starting to, to see that flip. And we're going to be putting some, we're going to be changing our case submission flow uh, and make it more, uh, make it more of a guided resolution um, so that we can, we can um, ha- be more efficient on how documents are being presented to the customers so that they can consume it. Uh, because right now it's kind of a a panel on the right hand side you have the documents that are being suggested on the left hand side you have the fields that people need to fill in uh, so they could just fill in the fields never look at documentation submit a case um, versus now we're going to take a multi-page approach where the first page will be okay we're going to gather the information that we need to know about you know what what your issue is what product is it about second page will be hey these are the documents that could help you and the third page, if they get there, will be the fields that we need to to um, to prioritize the case accordingly and and route it to the right people. Uh, so having the documents presented to you on a page is kind of nudging the behavior a little bit around. Hey, you might you know they're more in your face than if they're just on the right hand side and you don't notice them that much. So we're expecting to see that new versus known ratio uh, flip even more and 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 you know get more of, of new cases and more challenging cases come our way instead of having to um, to um, troubleshoot the same cases over and over again. And the impact that that has on your support metrics is you're going to start to see your resolution time go up uh, because the number of issues the, that you're getting uh, are, are unknown to you. So they're going to take more time to resolve. So you need to make sure that your uh, your executives are aware of that uh, because everything is intertwined. So you're going to see your resolution time go up. You're probably going to see your first contact or your first year resolution metrics go down, and that's expected. And, and that's what we really want to go to. So when you tie all these four together, case deflection, new versus known ratio, time to resolve, and first contact or first year resolution, you know they tell a story. If you look at them all separately, you might get mixed up and not necessarily understand what's going on. But when you tie them all together, you get a full picture of the impacts of your knowledge management and documentation efforts. Fantastic. That's that's really nice to hear, Patrick. Um, one thing I wanted to understand is a little bit more about your reporting structure. So how do you report on your documentation and uh, and also who who do you report? If you can help me understand, please. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to get lost in in metrics and and start to measure, you know, a lot of stuff. Um, so we, we kind of take a twofold approach. Um, one of them is focusing on the outcomes. So that's really where we want to put our focus is is measure the actual results that we're getting through um, documentation efforts and and publishing knowledge articles and, and really investing in knowledge management. So as I mentioned. You know, are, are the impacts on our time to resolve, on our first year resolution, uh, on our uh, new employee ramp up time, and things like that. Because this is really what is, you know, what what the outcome is. 
if you're just focusing on the activities per se, um, you might lose sight of are you actually getting any value out of it? Uh, then we really focus, the second fold is really focusing on the activities. So, you know, just keeping a close eye on, on you know, how much articles are we creating uh, and publishing externally versus internally? What's our just-in-time uh, publishing? We want to keep it under two days to make sure that we're getting the content out there as quickly as possible. Uh, we also look at, um, of course, our, our AQI. Uh, we look at, uh, you know, how our, our knowledge domain experts are reviewing, how many articles they're reviewing, um, you know, are they reviewing and publishing them within a certain amount of time? So we're, 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 we're really splitting or reporting into the outcomes and, and the, the operational slash activities that we want to make sure that are happening so that we, we have them on our radar. Fantastic, fantastic. So you did mention that your documentation is not publicly available, correct? It's it's only to your customers through a secured login access, I'm guessing? No, no, the community is wide open. Um, oh, so okay. you, it's, it's, it's fully public. Uh, you can access it without a problem on our, on our, uh, on our portal. Oh, so super. So in that case, uh, do you know if you're generating any organic search traffic from your knowledge base? Um, you know, definitely everything is, is indexed in Google. So, um, you know, anybody can have access to it. And that's, that's part of our, our strategy because we have, you know, we have different offerings of our, of our products. So someone can take a free trial and, you know, play around with it. And for them to be successful, you know, they need to have access to the documentation. So you can easily find the documentation you're looking for through, um, through Google, or you can go directly to our, uh, to our community on which our, the technology because Caveo is, and you know, we, we say it's a, uh, it's a, um, experience intelligent engine, but it's, it's very, uh, it's basically it's intelligent search that is running on artificial intelligence. So once you hit our, um, our portal, you're now using, if you're searching, you're now using our technology, you're now using Caveo. And what we do with that is, is really driving relevance and personalization of content. So, you know, the things that you're consuming in our portal, we're able to tie that to, you know, other people or personas that have been looking for the same type of content and we can personalize the experience. So it's, it's basically doing what, you know, the Amazons and the Wayfarers are doing uh, for you, but we are able to do it, um, you know, on, on our portal. And that's what we offer our customers as well. Fantastic. Great, great. So I think we are um, good to move to the rapid fire round question, Patrick. All okay? Yeah, sure. Super. So who have you learned the most about documentation from in your career? Oh, wow. Um, that's a good one. But I have to say that uh, probably all the um, all the KCS stuff, uh, at least from, from a product, perspe- uh, product support perspective, is, is definitely where I learned the most from the value of, of creating content and, and publishing it. Super. So can you share a documentation-related resource you have consumed recently? Ah, that's a good one. Um, I'll have to revert back to, you know, the consortium of of KCS. That's really where we get our, you know, our our information and our uh, inspiration to... uh, 
to continue driving our knowledge management initiative. Okay, super. So what is the one piece of documentation related advice you would give to your 20-year-old self? um don't don't rely on your head too much you can't you can't remember everything Uh, when i was when i started in support back then um you know i I wasn't even thinking of documentation uh knowledge management was not was not a thing uh back then um but you know definitely as time grew we kind of started you know shifting our mindset and seeing the value of it and and definitely i mean the the internet changed a lot of things uh, and, and making this available. You know, before it was more of a you know PDFs and putting documentation on CDs and sending that over to your to your customers versus now where everything's available at the tip of the finger. Uh, but definitely, you know, don't don't rely, don't think your 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 brain can remember everything. Uh, <laughs> create, create documentation and create reference documentation because it's going to help uh, at some point in time. <laughs> understand uh, yeah that, that that's true to <laughs> to some extent <laughs> yes super yeah. so patrick i think we are almost to the end of this podcast but i would like to ask you if to share anything that we missed to cover as part of this questions uh you'd like to add to the audience um nothing really comes to mind right now i think we uh i think we covered a lot of ground and then hopefully uh this uh, the audience is going to find this helpful Super. Thank you so much, Patrick. I know it's really early morning for you. And uh, um, I really appreciate all the points you shared. And I was very eager to learn from you uh, because you come from the technical support background as well and uh, getting hugely involved in documentation. So I wanted to get your flavor of uh, how documentation helps your customers. So uh, I think I was able to thoroughly enjoy this uh, podcast and I hope you have the same feeling too. Yes, definitely. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. It was uh, it was really fun. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick. Have a lovely day and stay safe. Thanks, you too. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. Please head to iTunes, rate, and provide honest feedback on the podcast. See you next week.